agreement? Y'all don't want to hear from me, do you? Uh, don't be irritated about having to stand up again then. <laughs> That's honoring the Lord, amen, right? We honor Him with standing. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray over the service today. Father God, we thank you for this service today, for everything that's already happened, for every good thing that you've done. And we pray over the rest of this service, Lord. We ask for utterance, revelation, and anointing, Lord, that your word be spoken boldly, Lord, that it, that it not be an idea or a concept that I've come up with or someone else, but the very oracles of God, Lord. We ask for your seed, the seed of your word, to be planted in our hearts, to change us from glory to glory and faith to faith and to take us from level to level in the Holy Spirit, Lord. And we ask that you bless us as we listen to your word today and we purpose in our hearts to be doers of your word as we hear it today in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Yeah, we don't want to hear from me. I'm expected to say something much better than that. <laughs> I've heard me speak, and it's not much, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you see people say, oh, I'm a good speaker. I'm like, well, the Lord's a good speaker. He's got good things to say, and I'm going to yield and let Him use me. And we're going to believe together as a body of believers. You know, they were. it's odd, it's not odd, it's the Lord that they use that song for offering because that's what the sermon's about today is about us moving together, us operating uh, as a body of believers uh, at our highest level. You know, the church has uh, in many ways let itself become separated even within the building, right? Now, a lot of people say, I'm going to church. You're not going to church. You're bringing the church. We... we <laughs> We should start changing the way we say that. I'm bringing the church today. Right? Because the, you guys are the church. This building is where the church meets. Amen? If you're saved, you are part of the church of Jesus Christ. If you're not in the building where the people of the church are, that doesn't make you less a part of it. It just means you need to get here. Right? Because if you're part of that body, you ought to be joined to it. Amen? As part of the body of Christ, we are members of one another. Amen? You're a member of me, I'm a member of you. We're a member of each other. And, and, and you know, we need to renew our minds so many times. Because, you know, it's easy to be a member one of another here on Sunday. Right? <laughs> But did you know tomorrow you're still going to be a part of the body of Christ? Amen. Yeah, no matter where you go, no matter what your job is, no matter what you do, you're going to be a part of the body of Christ. And not only a part, an important part. You know, people say, oh, no, I just do this. No, you don't just do that. You're an important part of the body of Christ. Whatever your ministry is, if it's sitting and smiling, you are an important part. God doesn't have any unimportant parts. He doesn't have one where He says, you know, I don't really need that one. I know, I got, I know, they, I know they were, they're saved, but I don't need that part of the body, so I'm going to unsave them. No. That he made them apart before they were saved. He was just waiting to put them in place. Amen? 
He was just waiting to put them in place. Doesn't mean we put ourselves in place. <laughs> you know, I know that there was a time where I thought I knew what part I was. I, you know what? Over the last 15 years, I figured out I didn't. <laughs> God decides what part you are. He knew what part I was before I knew. He knew before the foundations of this earth what part I would fit best in and what I could do the most good within the body would be. Amen? And He knows that of every person. If you're not saved in here today, He has a great plan for your life and it's to be part of the church. Not just this church. You may not even live here. But it's to be a part of this great body of believers. Amen? And you know, if you watch church on the internet, that's awesome and I hope you get good word. Uh, you should. That's why we put it on the internet. We want people to listen to it. But just like the lady that wrote the testimony today, it is so important to get out and find a body of believers because you can't love someone in your house. Right? I mean, you, you can't. Loving people is an action. It's usually doing something, whether it's shaking their hand, uh, cooking them a meal, smiling at them. <clears throat> Giving them a good word for the day that on the day they needed it, yeah. you know, you you can't do that without being there in front of them, That's right. right? And generally knowing them, being part of a body is important, and not only being part, but being the part that you're designed to be. Look at, uh, did I say turn anywhere? We'll turn to First Peter. We'll turn there. Believe God together, Amen. Thank you, Lord. God has put a wonderful, wonderful body together. And, and as we begin to learn, you know, as I was studying this, I was realizing how much I need to renew my mind to be a fruitful part of the body that He's placed me in, not just in this body, but in the whole body. You know, because every day, just like when we were at the airport this weekend... I met all kinds of people that were other Christians. They didn't go to my church, but they were my brothers. And, and for me to be a, a part of the body, my heart should immediately reach out for their success. Right? When you're a Christian, you have love in you. And you're never looking for what someone else can do for you, but what you can do for someone else. You know, I, I remember I used to read the Bible to see how people were supposed to treat me. <laughs> Right? And nobody else has ever done that. You know what? They didn't give to me when I asked. <laughs> right? They didn't forgive me. They got mad at me. They should be forgiving. That's not. You should read the verse differently. I should be forgiving. It's telling me what I can do. Not what others should be doing for me. What I should be doing for others. The Bible is a book of instructions on how to operate in a godly way in this earth. And the first and number one way is to love. If you are not loving on a daily basis, if you are not acting in love on a daily basis towards others, then you are not walking with God. Now, I didn't say you didn't have a hateful moment. But because there was so much love in you, you caught yourself. You said, oh no, no, that's not me. I'm Mr. Lovely. 
And I will now proceed in apologizing to that person and loving them. How would you like me to love them today, Lord? Amen? And if we all do this the way God set it up, we'll do it in such a way that we're noticeable. The church of Jesus Christ should be noticeable in the earth today. Why should it be noticeable? Because it should be different than anything else going on. It should, there should, you know, the, you, you watch the, the news and the things going on and you listen to people and they have this appearance of good. You know, I hear people all the time, they, they talk bad about the church and then they, somebody comes on that had something bad happen in their, in their family and they say, oh, we'll be praying for you. That's the appearance of good, but who are you praying to? The God you just said something bad about? Right? We don't want the appearance of good. We want good. We want to operate in the goodness, of the goodness, about the goodness. We want to be about our Father's work. Amen? And to be about it, you got to be like Him. you got to have His heart. you got to know what He would want. Amen. You got to you got to know how he would how he would react in every situation and we have to work together because we're his body. We're his body and we are lovely. Amen. The body of Christ is lovely. And when it is the loveliest is when it's operating as God puts it together. Amen. 1 Peter 3 verse 8 says finally be ye all... Now let's look at it in the NIV. Well, that's a good verse in the King, King James, too. I looked at it first in the King James, and I said, you know, my professorship wants to go to the NIV today. Because I can just look at all these and choose, because the wisdom. <laughs> Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. And I want to camp on that word harmony for just a minute. Harmony. Harmony doesn't just mean I'm sitting beside you. It doesn't just mean I'm in the same room with you. It means I'm saying the same thing. Think about this. If you're singing and you're singing harmonies, there's more than one part, right? But you're still all singing the same thing. And what you're doing is because you're singing it together, you're making it more beautiful. Amen? So for me to be in harmony with, with the body of Christ that God's joined me to, I need to be singing my part together with you. Yes. Amen? Yes. And so what he's saying is, I want you guys to sing your parts together every day as one. I want you to do your part and you do your part, and let's sing the same words at the same time in, our, in your harmony, in your part of the harmony, and, and let's make it beautiful. Yes. Why? Because that's what the world sees. See, he's not just wanting you to do it because he wants you to look good. He wants the world to see how good you look. Because people will be drawn to true love. People are drawn when somebody truly comes up and loves them. Not says they love them, but out of their heart they know this person cares what is happening in my life today. And the first place that should start is here. And that's why he's saying, I want you to be in harmony with one another. Why? Because if you're in harmony with me, I'll know if you're not in harmony that day. I'll know if something's just not right. And I'll say, hey, what's going on? Let's bring the harmony back. Come on, what, what's going on? You, you, sang, you sang thou and I sang thee, and the word was thee. Let's get back on thee. 
Huh? Because why? Because I know we're in harmony. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't get out of harmony. Amen? And, and the care for one another is the, is the key to harmony. Care for one another. You know, people, people think a lot of times, well, they go to church, they'll get it. No. <laughs> they go to, they're part of the body. They'll get it because we'll all build them up together. Yes. Yes. Amen? It, it, think of your body. If there's a part in your body, say you say you twisted your ankle. <clears throat> Immediately, your head gets 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 the word that you just hurt your ankle and there's pain, right? And it immediately prompts your leg that's on that ankle to do something to take away help take away that pain. And the leg stiffens up so it doesn't let the and then you know and then this leg starts taking more of the weight. And, and your hand reaches down there and starts rubbing it, and it's, the body begins to care for itself. It doesn't say, oh, you stupid ankle. That is it. I am not using you one more day. I have told you and I have told you not to step in a hole. And the ankle says, it's the foot's fault. I did my part. The foot went to the hole and the foot says, yeah, but the head told me to do it. And and, and we're blaming everybody instead of bringing it back together to harmony. (laughs) Glory to God. And God has a way for harmony to be happening in the body of Christ. We never want to say, I can't believe you did that again. Why? Because you have the same ability. Why not believe it? You could do it. Why couldn't they? (laughs) Go back over here. (laughs) We, We don't want to speak ill of our brothers and sisters. We want to build them up, not crush them down. We, we don't want to make them feel so bad they never do it again. Right? Is that how God did you? No. I'm going to make you feel like such scum that you never let this happen again. No, love won't do that. Right. Love builds up. Yeah. Right? Love builds up. That's why we don't just want knowledge. Knowledge puffs up and tells you how great it is. Love builds up and tells you how great you are and can be. Amen? And when we're in harmony with one another, we'll, we'll realize that when somebody is a little out of step. And you know what? And it takes work. Every week, you guys go back in this room and you practice harmonies, right? On the same songs that they sang four or five weeks ago. But they practice again. Guess what? You're not going to get it all today. You're going to have to practice again and again. And again, why? It's a lifestyle. It's who you are. It's not what you do. Right. Who you are now determines what you do and how you react. Yeah, right. Amen? Because why? You're a part of the body of Christ. So everywhere you walk, you walk as a member of the body of Christ. And that's who you represent. You're representing the Most High God every time you walk out your door. Glory to God. Every time we get the opportunity and the honor, we ought to walk out our door every day saying, Oh, my gosh, look who he's made me to be. Oh, my gosh, I'm a member of the body of Christ. Can it get any better than this? Oh, my goodness. 
He's made me to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And I'm full of His love. And my ability is so much beyond what I think. I can walk into any situation today and have an answer and be a fixer and bring peace and bring harmony and bring love and, and help people. And, and I can, I, everywhere I go, I now can do this because God's made me able. God's made me able and He's placed me in this position. And I don't wake up and say, you know, I don't really like what I do today. I think, I don't think I'm an encourager anymore because I'm really tired of encouraging. I think I'm a prayer. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying you're not a prayer, but what I've noticed a lot of times when people tell me their part's praying, they don't like to be around other people. Because <laughs> sometimes I just say, you know, i got to go pray. <laughs> Convenient excuse, but not a good way to pray. <laughs> you might as well just go in there, Lord, I really don't want to be around people, so I'm going to pray. And he's going to say, you might as well not pray because you ain't walking in love and prayer ain't going to work if you ain't got no faith and faith ain't going to work if you ain't got no love. So where are we at? Get back in harmony. Get back. Harmony is also being one with His plan. To, to, to be in harmony with one another, we first have to be in harmony with God's plan for our life and for our life within the church. For our part. Not, and I'm not just talking about within this church. I'm talking about within the church. Because no matter where you go, what's a whole row of visitors right here, huh? Part of our church. Yes. Why? Because they're part of the church. Yes. Right? They're not, they're not foreigners. They're part of our church. Yes. They're part of the body of Christ. Glory to God. Why? Because we are the body. They were part of the body before they came here. They're part of the body now. Right? You, if you're saved, I don't care where you are today. I don't care where you're listening to me from. You're part of the body of Christ. Enjoy. Be amazed. Glory to God. Exalt. Magnify the place that He's given you. Because you are a part of the body of Christ. And begin to walk in harmony. Find where He wants you to be. Don't, don't just find your place. Find where He puts you. Right? People say, oh, I should know what I'm supposed to be. I sure know a lot of people that don't. Right? Well, I didn't. If I, if I was where I thought I'd be, I sure wouldn't be right here today. I never. This wasn't my plan. I mean, I am so thankful and honored that God allows me to speak from this pulpit. I'm honored. And amazed that I'm this part of the, that I get to be this part in this body. Amen? But if I would have had the plan, I'd have got mad one day and said, Yeah, I'm not doing that. They made me mad. I don't know why they want to do it this way. I would never do it that way. And if I would never do it that way, I shouldn't even be a part of this body. I'm in the wrong place. I got to go. No, you're not in the wrong place. You're in the wrong frame of mind. Right? Most places you leave are the very place you're supposed to be. And once you get it there, God might move you on. But He's not going to move you on out of harmony. Why? Because you're not going to go somewhere else and be harmonic. 
You're going to be unharmonic. And if that's not a word, it is today. Amen. So if I left somewhere because I didn't like, I'm going to go and they're going to say, what brings you here? Well, I didn't like my other church. Nobody ever says that, though. You ever notice that? They always say, well, I believe God's moving me here. Lie. What you should say is, I got offended and I don't want to be there anymore. And probably what that pastor should say is, well, then you should go back until you're unoffended. And then if God tells you to come here, come on. (laughs) This isn't the popularity message. It will become popular because it's harmonizing. Amen? It says, finally, all of you live in harmony, doing your part to the best of your ability as God enables you with everything. That's not what God, I'm, I'm adding all that. That's not even, I'm not adding it to the verse. I'm talking. All right? It says, live in harmony with one another. You know, that, that's the thing. You've got a lot of people who want to live in harmony, but they don't want to do it with one another. <laughs> Are there any one-part songs? Any, any songs that have one-part harmony? Is that such a thing? Now, that's not harmony, that's lonesomeness, selfishness, mean, unkind, right? You're not made to be alone. We were not created to be an island. We were created to be a part of a body to come together and accomplish the will of God on this earth. That's what we were created to do. Amen? What, what, what a great thing. What a great thing. But it says, live in harmony with one another. So get that, get, get, renew your mind right now. If I'm going to be in harmony, I've got to be with others to harmonize with. Right? Right? Don't get mad and turn off your computer. <laughs> God wants you so much to be a part of a body that He puts you in a place to hear how much He wants you to be a part. Yes, amen. And people say, well, i got to find somebody that believes like me. Everybody that's saved believes like you. Amen. They say, well, no, they don't believe in speaking in tongues and prosperity and healing. I'm like, everybody that's saved confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Huh? Right? And believe that God raised Him from the dead. You have the same DNA. You got saved the exact same way that they got saved. You are brothers and sisters in Christ the end. Oh, but I need them to believe. No, you don't need them to believe like you other than they're saved. Right? Now, you, you can work on harmonies after you get in the same place. Remember, they're together. Right? Dwell together. Uh, I'm getting two verses at once. Uh, flip over to Psalm 133 and we'll come back to this too. Psalm 133. <clears throat> Psalm 133, 1. It says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together. So the first thing you got to do is be together. It would be almost impossible for me to harmonize with somebody that's not with me. Right? So it would be impossible for me to sing harmony this morning from my office while they were singing up here. Right? Because you need to be in the same room, in the same place. You need to dwell together. Right? You need to live in the same place. Um, 
together, and then, not only together, I want you to be doing it the same way. God, <laughs> He's got big plans. He says, I want you to be able to be in the same room with each other. Not only that, I want you to like it. And I'll give you the ability to. Because it's good and pleasant when brethren dwell together in unity. It's not good and pleasant when brethren dwell together in ununity. What's the word for ununity? Huh? Ununity. I like that better. Strife's the word, but ununity just sounds better. Let's go with ununity. It's not good when we're ununited. Right? Because it says it's good when you dwell together in unity. If he just said it was good that you dwelled together, you know, a lot of people say, well, I, I went to church. Yeah, I, I did my Christian thing. I went to church. No, that's just dwelling together. To, to get in unity with the church, you'd have to begin to operate within that body of believers in your place. Right? Unity is not just being together, it's being knit together. It's being put together by God, compacted, and, 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 and feeding off one another. Did you know that every part feeds off the part by it and under it or top of it and beside it? Every part feeds off each part. And, and our part is to be in there feeding the other parts. You're getting fed at the same time, but that's not your job. Your job's not to get fed, your job's to feed. Right? Your job is to feed the other parts. It's, it's to edify and encourage and build up and strengthen the other parts so that they can do what they do because they're doing it to another part. They're doing it to a part you can't touch. Right? Because if you're compacted together with them, that means you probably got four sides covered. Maybe six if you're my size. Right? So you got four, four to six parts covered. Well, they've got four to six parts covered outside you that you'll never touch. But they're operating within the body in unity. So because you're doing your job, they're doing their job. Because they're doing their job, people outside of them are doing their job. And everybody's accomplishing everything that they were designed to accomplish which in within the church, within the church body. And, and it's really important because we get out here in, we call this building the church, and we forget that it's not. And so when we come into the church, we forget to act like the church. Right? Right? Because, well, I came. I came. I know I sat on the back row, and I only snored once. Right? But I was there. I was there. God God looks at that. And you know what? God does. He says, thank you for getting up. And, And He would not condemn you for getting up and coming. Because He would hope that would bring you to the next step. Because there was a time where we all just came. Right? There was a time where you didn't get up and say, Oh, I'm so excited. It's Sunday morning. I get to get up, take a shower, wear a suit and tie. Woo! Suit and tie. You know how many of those I owned before I came here? A big fat zero. There was a day where you guys, oh, I don't want to get up. It's Sunday, and I usually sleep in right until ESPN puts the football on. And then I watch that until the games come on. And I need to, I know, Lord, I'm getting up. And you get up, and you go, and you're not all into it, but you did it. You came. 
And, and thank God you came. Because one step leads to the next. You know, the, the thing about it is in the church, we say, you know, it's not going to bless somebody and say, oh, see, you're here today. I've never seen you before. You ever been to church? This is a church, by the way. <laughs> That's not going to be a blessing. <laughs> what if your hand woke up, and you woke up and one morning your hand said, I do not like you today. I'm not going to be around you. You haven't treated me right. I saw what you were doing last night. I know where you've been. You know what? They're the next part of the body of Christ. We should care for them. We should care for them. Because what, what's happening is every part is important because every, it takes every part to cover. Amen? Look at, look at Psalm 133 again. Psalm 133. Wow. I don't even know what version that is. It's a song of degrees of David. Reads the same though. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. What is he saying? He's saying, I want you to see how much God can accomplish when you choose to come together as one. Not just what God can come together when you come to church. When you come to church and you begin to act as one body. You begin to believe God together with the minister. You begin to sing as one. When, when the song goes up, it's not the choir leading, it's us joining the choir as they lead. Amen? And, and, we, and we begin to harmonize with them and, and we begin to praise God together as one. We, we, don't, we don't look at everything and is what can, I wonder what I can get out of church today. wonder who might give me something today. I wonder why that person wore that dress today. What were they thinking about that? Now, we're in church and now we're coming as one. And he said it's pleasant. It's not only pleasant, it's good and it's pleasant. And then in verse 2, he describes how pleasant it is and why it's pleasant. Verse 2. It says, it's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts. And what he's talking about, it's like when, when the church operates together, it begins to cover all bases. When you pour oil on the head, what happens is it, t- it goes down the head and it perfectly covers the head. Perfectly covers the head. It goes down the shoulders and it perfectly covers the shoulders and down the chest and the back. And it perfectly covers it perfectly covers. No gaps, no splits, no tears. It perfectly covers. What does love do? It perfectly covers. Right? That oil, it's not looking for, for the malfunctions and the trespasses. It's coming and it's going over. And it's covering and it's uniting everything within this oil. Everything that's within this oil is one. Amen? And if you notice, it started at the head, right? And we're talking about a body here, right? So it started at the head. You know, a lot of people, they they don't want to start at the head, right? Well, I don't know why he's pastor. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) You're full of the Holy Ghost, but you're part of the chest. And if we start putting oil on your, the head and the neck are going to miss out, Right? Or maybe you've placed yourself above the head. The oil's starting at the head, so you're not even under the oil. Right? It's not our job to to tell the Lord what part we are. It's our job to seek Him and find out what our part is and then get in that part. 
And if you truly value who He's made you to be, you don't care. I mean, if somebody came up to you tomorrow and said, good news, you're going to be part of the body of Christ. Would you say, what part? <laughs> you know, because I'm not being in the leg. I don't do leg. And I will not be an eye. Uh-uh, no. So you got to tell me what part. See, you're missing it right there. It's not your job. You don't get to decide. It was decided already for you, and you are gifted in that area and graced by God to, to have ability in that area. And you can't walk on your hands for very long. So if you're a foot and you're a part of a leg, then you need to get in that part and be it. Amen? Because it doesn't matter what part of the body of Christ you are, you're part of the body of Christ. You're part of the family of God. I mean, in all the earth, if somebody said, what family you want to be a part of, you need to say God's. Why? Because it's the greatest family ever. It's the only family that gets everything all the time and it does good things all the time and it gets God's ability in it and gets to operate within this ability and love people and and help others and have peace where there's turmoil. and It's the only place and it's the Most High God. And He's your Father. And you get to say, I get to be a part of that? Not only do you get to be a part, you get to act like a part. Right? I'm going to put you on the team, and I'm going to play you. Anybody ever set the bench? I hated setting the bench. <laughs> I did. I wouldn't. I would not set the bench. I, I would play just good enough. I was lazy, don't get me wrong. But I would play just good enough to make sure I didn't set the bench. I hate, I, if I was going to be at the game, I wanted to play. Right? And, and one year the coach said, I want you on the offensive line. I'm like, offensive line? But you know what I did? I played offensive line. Why? Because I'd rather be on the team playing than not on the team or sitting the bench. But I worked hard and got off that offensive line and went to defensive line. Thank, <laughs> nothing wrong with all you offensive linemen. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was one of you at one time. And guess what? Even when I was a defensive tackle, I was still one of you. How many know there's not two teams on a football team? There's one team, and you might play on one side of the ball or the other. You play on one team. This church is one body of believers. It is designed for every person that ever confesses the name of Jesus Christ to not only become a part, but to be an effective, healthy part in the body of Christ. Amen? Where were we? Psalm 133? We're going to get through at least two verses today. I can see it coming. And, and, and this is the thing. The, the, the oil starts at the top and it gets all the way to the bottom. And the same amount of oil gets to the bottom as gets to the top. And they say, well, how's that work? Because if you ever pour oil, you always know it'll continue to run until it completely leaves. Right? Okay, look at the next verse and I'll prove it. It's like the dew. Now, how many know when the dew falls... It doesn't look and say, okay, now there's a high spot. I'm going to hit it. It falls from the same level. 
And as it falls, it may hit the high spot first, but it also hits the low spot. Right? And what does it do? It covers the earth. It covers the earth. And, and the unity in the body of Christ covers the body of Christ. It keeps us safe. Right? It, keep, it keeps us walking in the, in the love. It keeps us in His plan. It keeps us in His will. When we, when we operate in harmony with one another, when we begin to care one for another first, go back to First Peter. Was it First Peter? You guys are supposed to help me with this. <laughs> You're not caring for this part of the body right now. I need to go find out why they're not caring. Lord, they're not caring for me. I want you to live in harmony with one another. And here's how you do it. Be sympathetic. A lot of people say, I don't want to be sympathetic. He's not saying to feel sorry for them. He's saying understand how they feel. You know why? Because you felt that way before. Right? Because everyone in here, the one quality we know we have alike is we're human for the most part. Right? So, so we all know what somebody else is going through. And, and the person going through will say, oh, no one else has ever went through this. Wrong again. God's put people in the body. He's brought them in. They've come in, and they're sitting in this body, and they can identify with where you are today. Not only can they identify, they care about you. And, and, they, and people say, no, I've got to talk to the pastor. You know what? There's somebody in the church to talk to you. And it may be the pastor, but it may not be. Everybody's looking for one part of the body when we have a whole body. A whole body that's anointed to do the will of God. Amen? And it says, care about one another, basically sympathetic. Love as brothers. In other words... And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, brother, I fought with my brothers all the time. Yeah, but then you loved them. <laughs> no matter what your brother does, no matter how hard, the, how bad they mess up, you come back and forgive your brother. And he says, I want you to love that way. What, why? All forgiving at all times, never holding anything against them because they're your brother. And if you ask them, they say, well, why do you always take up for them? You'd say, well, they're my brother. You wouldn't even need another reason, would you? You know, because a lot of times there might not be another reason. Because, you know, I know there was times where my younger brother, he had to just love me because I was his brother. Because I wasn't doing anything good for him. Right? But he still loved me. Why? And if somebody would ask him, he'd say, well, he's my brother. But you love your brother. It's not in question whether or not you love your brother. Right. It, it, there, there is no... It, it, you don't say, well, yeah, but he did this wrong. You shouldn't love him. No. That brotherly love is a God kind of love, and it does not cease to exist because somebody didn't do things your way. It doesn't even cease to exist when they don't do it God's way. God's love was before them, and it'll be after them, and it will always be around and it does it, it doesn't need a qualifier if it did none of us would be saved right now because you know what our qualifier is he loved us when we were his enemies so 
how much how much can we forgive? How much can we love? How much can we care for one another? In other words, it, when it says to care for one another, it's, it's, it means to to put up with literally. It, mean, it means to take somebody who's feeling down and lift them up, no matter what you think about what got them down. The wrong question is asked: Why are you down there? If, I mean, if you're if you're if you had a kid, how many got kids in here? I had Ramsey, and she learned to walk. And she fell down a lot when she was learning to walk. And I never looked at her and said, what are you doing down there? How did you get down there? If you can't do any better than this, you'll probably never walk. And I just quit caring for her because... Why? I, because I gave up. You don't get, Love doesn't give up on people. Love doesn't quit on them. Love do, always is looking for the other's success. Amen? God loved you, and he, and with that love, He enabled you to succeed in every area. The first areas that He, he gave you success in were patience and kindness. It's first, it's a, people say, I'm just not very kind. Yes, you are. You're enabled by the love of God to be patient and kind. You're enabled by the love of God to keep no records of wrongs. People say, I just can't forget that. I can't forget what they did. Yes, you can. Not only that, you can forgive it. It is, it is a power through the love of God that we have that we don't have to hold aught against any. Why would God, why would Jesus say, when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, if you couldn't? Because if you couldn't, it would, do, it would do no good to say it. He, or else he would have had to put a qualifier. He said, except if they did this. Because I have the realization you can't forgive that. And, and then immediately he would be saying, my love's not enough. Because he's not asking you to do anything within your own power. He's asking us to do it within the power of God. He put his love, he shed his love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit and enabled us to act on a level that we could never act before. How do you make the church different? Walk in love. Nobody else can do it. No other being on earth can walk in love except the church. Only the body of Christ can come together and harmonize in the love of God. And when we do that, the world will be drawn so, so quickly to us that there will be mass salvations. Because there will be no more infighting, there will be no more schisms in the body. You know what a schism is? It's an opening, it's a tear. There won't be any more of those. Why? Because love covered it. Love covered it. And because of that love, we will begin to operate on the level that God designed us to. We're designed by God as a body of believers to operate on a level of love to where people notice who we are. What did Jesus say? He said, how, how will they know you're my disciples? By your love. Not just by your love. By your love one for another. Why? Because other people don't love each other. They love the thought of loving each other. They love the thought of how it looks for them to love each other. Did you see me love them? <laughs> I care. Write that down. Build me a plaque. I'll need a statue next year. I love, I care. And then next week they do something unbecoming and you don't love nor care. You throw them away. The world 
and the devil will throw you away just like that. We have to be so different from that. We have to stand out and, and step back and say, I don't care what they did. They're part of the body of Christ. And if they left, they can return. And, when they, and, and I love them while they left, and I'll love them when they come back, and I don't care, just like the prodigal son's dad. He didn't want to hear the big long story. He just wanted to get him to the dinner table with a robe and a ring. And you know what? From all appearances, he did some pretty bad stuff. Huh? He even betrayed his own uh, identity. Amen? <laughs> well, we won't go into that story. We're not going into that story. Glory to God. We're, we're going we're gonna to allow this unity to be like that do because as, as, we, as we operate in this unity, in this harmony, what, what happens is it covers everything. And everything we begin to do as a body of Christ, it leaves no holes and no gaps for anybody to get hurt. It, it, it's protection. To, to, oper, to operate within the body in your place is, very, is a very good place to be. You're fully protected. You're protected by God as the head, and you're protected by the body as, as your brothers and sisters. Right? Somebody's always looking out for you. Look at that verse in, in uh, Corinthians. Where is that? Uh, 1 Corinthians 12.25. You guys getting anything out of this? I am. I'm really enjoying it. I might get the CD. That God, He's a good speaker. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, a lot of this, what we're talking about, it takes renewal of the mind because we're taught to go to church. We're not taught about where we are the church. We, look, we drive past here and say, oh, there's the church. No, you're the church. You just drove past. Right? This, this building is not part of the body of Christ. And when the body of Christ leaves this earth, this building's to be here. Because everything valuable will be taken out of it. The church. And, and, and that's the thing. One of the biggest problems we have as our part in the body is devaluing our part. Right? Well, you know, I'm young. I, I really can't do much. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I've only been here a couple of weeks. And, and, you know, they put me on the parking team or... You know, I don't talk good. or you know, There's a thousand and three reasons that the devil can give you for you not being part of your body. But there's one reason you should feel valuable, and that's you are part of the body of Christ. God saved you, brought you into his kingdom, and, and placed you right next to Jesus. And you say, well, yeah, but I'm just... No, you're not just. You are... Part of the body of Christ. Don't ever say I'm just anything. Whatever your service is to the body of Christ, it's the greatest thing going today. Whatever part you did was as important in this service today, whatever part you did was as important as any part that's happening. And, and our minds won't conceive that, but we have to let make them shut up. You do. Because what your mind says is not what's truth. What's truth is we are part of the body of Christ. Enabled through Him to do great things. 1 Corinthians 12.25 Look at 24 so the verse makes sense. 
our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body. I'm going to reread this because this is King James, and me and him, we, we talked about this. Basically, it says every part, he's given the same honor to every part. In other words, parts that we don't think are that honorable, he's raised them up and says they have the same honor as every other part. He said, he said to the one that, that which lacked honor, he gave more honor so that their honor would be the same as other honor. Right? So in other words, the, the person you think or we think is doing the least is doing the exact same. Because God has honored all parts equally. Why? Because every part's important. There's no imp- unimportant part. There's no part where we say, oh, no, forget that. They're, they're, you know what? That's, I'm glad they do it, but they're just that. You know what? I thank God for every part. There's a day that I need every part that surrounds me to help me get to where I'm going to go or to help me be what I'm going to do. And, and the thing about it is, is what day do I want to forget to help you? And the reason he raised us all up together is in verse 25 and made us on the same level. He said that there should be no schisms. So there'd be no what? No tears, no gaps, no splits. You know, a lot of people just say division. Yeah, it's division, but what he's saying, it's not an argument. It, it, it's a missing. Right? A, a division many times is not an argument. It's a missing. I'm missing. This person's missing. They're, they're, there's no gap. Why? Because they didn't feel important. They're not in their place today. But why, why, am I, why is there not going to be missing? Because God raised them up, and he gave them the same honor as them. They're not going to be missing anymore. There will be no gaps in the body of Christ. There will be no schisms. There will be no, no, no parts missing. He's the God of peace. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Yeah. And that's the, that's the church that He's raised up. And every part that we are is an important part. And He says that there should be no schisms, splits, or gaps in the body of Christ, but that the members should have the same care one for another. So in other words, the same care... That you should have, that that I should have for you, you should have for me, we should have for them, they should have for those. Every we should have the same care. In other words, there shouldn't be one part. What part of your body do you not care about? <laughs> I don't really like that fat part. <laughs> you know, sorry. I lo- I love all of me. I want it all to be here. Right? There's no part that I want to say, yeah, I don't need you. Now I got two eyes. Get rid of that right one. I got two of them anyway. I got a couple of ears. What part what part do you want to miss? There, there's no part that, that's not valuable. You are put you we are fearfully and wonderfully made. If God took the time to put us together with such amazing accuracy then he wanted every part where it went. And we are an example of what he did in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is put together just as amazingly, just as accurately. And every part has a job. And you know what? If one part doesn't do his job and the other part picks up its slack, nobody, God, they're not doing their part. God, um, um, um. They're not doing their part. I'm going to tell God on you. I'm going to tell. No, what you do is you pick it up for them. And you say, man, I got to do part of your work today. Awesome. You are an awesome part. You are an awesome part of the body of Christ. 
I thank God for you, brother. I thank God for you, sister. Amen? Amen. I mean, one day I mowed. Yeah. With a push mower. Yeah. You know how thankful I was for the, for the lawn team or whatever they're called? Greens team. Grounds team. See, I don't even know the name. That's how far I stay back. <laughs> but you know what? They needed help one day. They needed help. You go help. That's the physical part. The spiritual part is someday people just need a little encouragement. Someday people just need a little pick-me-up. Someday, if we're all in our place, we're all prepared to do that. And, and there will never be a part left uncovered. And, and when somebody messes up, what's it say? Love covers a multitude of sins. So if somebody trespasses, it doesn't matter. Love will cover that and bring them back in and forgive and give them everything they need, nurture them and build them back up to the part of the body that they already were. Amen? Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He's a good God. You know, i got a lot more notes here, but we're not going to get there. <laughs> we're not going to get there. Our care for one another is huge. What, what we're designed to do, who we're designed to be, if you get nothing out of this service today except I'm a part of the body of Christ, you have infinite value because of who God's made you to be through Jesus Christ. And by that infinite value, you can, you can express and give others that same infinite value. You can make sure they know how valuable they are, not just to you, but to the body of Christ. If they're valuable to you, they're valuable to the body of Christ. Because He put them there to help you. And He put you there to help them. And everybody is designed one part at a time to do the things that we're that we're supposed to do to build this body. Amen. Look at Ephesians 4. 4:15. Put it up in the Living Bible. 4:15 and 16. That may take a while, but I can talk until I get there. Wow, they're quick. I don't even have to talk. Instead, we lovingly follow the truth at all times, speaking truly. In the King James, that says, speak the truth in love. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I can love them and tell them how bad they are. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> right? You, you know, you, you might get corrected, but if God does it, you'll feel the love. If people do it, sometimes you're like, oof, I don't feel very loved right now. Right? But we do want to speak the truth in love. The truth is, I can forgive you. The truth is, you're valuable. The truth is, no matter what you got going on, God's got a better plan. The truth is, I love you. And I thank God you're part of the same body that I'm part of every day of my life. I'll speak the truth in love. Amen? Dealing truly, living truly, and so become more and more in every way like Christ who is the head of this body. So what we're doing is as we speak and as we follow love, we are becoming more and more like the head. We are becoming more. Why? Because He's doing the thinking. 
Amen? He's doing the leading. And as we follow him, we begin to become just like him. And he says, you become more and more every way like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. That's me and you. Every time we read that, we ought to say, I'm part of the church. God made me part of the church. I'm part of the body of Jesus Christ. We got to give that value. You can't just read past that. I'm part of the body of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Under His direction, the whole body, under His direction, if we follow the leading of the head, that's where the oil was poured, right? So if you follow the leading of the head, the oil's coming down off Him and it's getting ready to hit you. No matter what part of the body you are, that oil's going to get to you. Amen? Glory to God. He says, under His direction, the whole body is fitted perfect, is fitted together perfectly. In other words, whatever part you are, you are perfect. You're the perfect part for that placement. If you had a puzzle today and, and you couldn't figure out the parts, you wouldn't take a scissors and make the part fit. Because if you did, the picture would be messed up really bad. Like you'd have a cat with a pig nose. Right? Because you put the wrong you put the wrong piece in place. Right? I was gonna bring a puzzle actually, but I couldn't figure out how to hold it up. But if every part is put exactly in the right place, then every other part has a place to be put. And when you're done finishing when you're finished with that puzzle and every part is perfectly placed where it was designed to go, the picture is beautiful. When we take our place in the body of Christ that He's given to us, we've inherited it through Jesus Christ. When we take our place and we allow Him to fit us in perfectly and each part in its own special way begins to help one another, what we'll see is the whole body healthy and growing and full of love. And that's what we're looking for. It's the love of God that differentiates us from every other person on this earth. Nothing else will make you different. It doesn't matter how good you act. It doesn't matter how kind, how, how many acts of kindness you do. It doesn't matter. The best person in the world that does not know Jesus Christ does not know the love of God. And they will come to an end. But people that are full of the love of God, we have no end. We can do all things through Christ. We, we can encourage. We can forgive. We can bring peace. We can, we, can, we can bring a fix to a situation that looked like it had no fix. Why? Because we can now talk to the person that no one else would. We can become the love of God because that's who we are. If you're a child of love, then you must be love. Amen? And we are all children of the Most High Love. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Maybe if I preach again anytime, I'll finish this sermon. It's really good. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Y'all, aren't you feeling a little more valuable than when you walked in today? That, if, if nothing else could have happened today, I would want you to, to see your value to God and I want you to see your value to me 
because you're part of the body of Christ. You're my brother. You're my sister. I couldn't love you any more or any less than I do right now. Why? Because my love is the love of God for you. And it's unchanging. It doesn't have levels. It's big all the time. The love of God, it has one speed. All out. All the time. Glory to God. Let Him love you a little bit. So as, 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 we, as we sing, let the love of the Lord love you. Let the people around you, uh, think about the people around you while you're singing. And, and, and think about how much you love them. Allow the love of God to produce something in your life today. Not, not just for you, but through you. Because you're a part of this great body. Glory to God. You got a song, Jess?